At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, We guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. Welcome to the Lombardi Line, presented by BetMGM. Dave Ross here, alongside Mike Pritchard. Going to be a lot of fun to have Pritch on the show with me today, talking all things NFL and, Mike, all things in the world of sports. But, Mike, I have to start off with you as an NFL guy to get your thoughts Mm -hmm. on Case Keenum now being the starting quarterback Thursday night for the Cleveland Browns. Because, Mike, I heard that Baker Mayfield said, oh, no, 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 I'm playing. I'm going to play Thursday night. And then Kevin Stefanski said, not so fast. We're going to go with Case Keenum. Is this just about the injury to the shoulder and nothing more? Well, yes. I mean, certainly as a coach, you're going to look at players. uh, Who's going to give me the best chance of winning? Uh, A banged up Baker Mayfield or a healthy Case Keenum at this point? And you've worked with Case Keenum, too. So uh, Stefanski taking the authority away Mm. from Baker Mayfield, and he should. Because if you let players dictate or, or decide for you as a head coach, you're in trouble. And that would be my question, because, again, when he was so adamant mm-hmm. about it, like it was almost like putting your foot down, and you saw him when he left the game on Sunday right. uh, against Arizona, and it's like, no, no, I'm, he went in the tent, and mm-hmm. whatever happens in the tent stays in the tent, I guess, <laughs> and then he pops right out, and he's throwing zingers on, on the sideline, like, I want to get back in there. And to emphatically say to the press, I'm going to play Thursday, and then you're not going to play Thursday, my antenna just goes up a little bit that Baker Mayfield, in a contract year, right. With the team right now that had really high expectations and so far not living up to those expectations, if he's wondering about, 
boy, Stefanski might be looking, not that it's Case Keenum, mm-hmm. but looking for somebody else to be the quarterback down the road for the Browns. Well, I, I think, you know, if you're Baker Mayfield and you are in a contract season, yeah, those things cross your mind. Mm-hmm. And so, therefore, the authority has to be with the coach. Uh, it's, it's about the team more so than this one individual in his contract situation. Now, nobody uh, likes to give up their job due to injury. I don't think that's going to be the case. I, look, Baker Mayfield needs a timeout. If I was Stefanski, uh, Dave, uh, <laughs> and if he was emphatic about playing, I'd just turn on the tape say, watch yourself play here. Oh, wow. Look, look at this. Is that winning football? Is that going to help us win football games? I mean, what you're doing right now uh, is not helpful because of your injury. We think it's because of your injury. So take some time. Uh, you're going to have pain all year long. It's a separated shoulder, uh, torn labrum. He's going to be in pain all year long. I, I think if you have some time to rehab it, uh, perhaps strengthen it. Uh, therefore, you won't be so susceptible to that separation or dislocation like he had in the last game. So uh, taking the time out, I know Baker's a tough guy. He doesn't right. want to lose his job this way. It's probably best off for the Browns. When I look at it now and I see the line move, and obviously it went from three to three and a half, and now it's down to two mm-hmm. here with Case Keenum coming in to play this game. The total down to 41. How about that? I mean, yeah. you just don't see NFL games at 41 here. But obviously the Browns are not the only bang-up football team coming in and play in 24 hours here on a Thursday night. The Broncos are also really dinged up here. Mm-hmm. So when I look at it and I go, yes, Case Keenum clearly is the backup for a reason. But it's a guy that Kevin Stefanski knows well from their Minnesota days and a guy that I think that he trusts. So even though they are depleted, we don't know about Odell Beckham Jr. and Jarvis Landry's hurt, and obviously they don't have a running back. It's like Friday Night Lights. Give me a running back. <laughs> right. Right. So I don't know offensively without tackles, and they've got issues everywhere on that offense. And we know Von Miller's already on record saying he's going to kill whoever the left tackle is for the Browns on Thursday night. How do you look at this game? Because it's really hard for me. I want to back Cleveland now that it's down to two. Mm-hmm. But then when you look at the rash of injuries – my goodness, I don't know how you get ready to play a game in three days. Well, it's difficult because you really don't have a practice anyway. You have walkthroughs. Right. Uh, and, and so another reason why you go with Case Keenum at quarterback because you're having walkthroughs and Case Keenum is healthy. Uh, so if you're going to just simulate a game with walkthroughs and practice, uh, have the healthy player out there. But it's going to be difficult for the Browns either way. I see the line go back down there uh, in terms of towards the Broncos. Uh, the Broncos are banged up, too, mm-hmm. uh, defensively. I don't know if they're going to have linebackers in this game. <laughs> Dave, we'll see. Uh, but the Browns decimated with injuries uh, at skill positions. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. is banged up, questionable, certainly, looking at game-time decision there. But the offensive line, the strength of this team is banged up defensively as well. Uh, so on a short week with both teams having walkthroughs, this one's a tough game to cap for me. It is. And again, I'm going to show my age here, Mike, and say, you know, back in the old days <laughs> when you saw over-unders, the, the, the demarcation lines were 37 and 47. Right. right? And those days are long gone, obviously. But 41. I know. That feels like the equivalent of those demarcation days back in the, of like a 34. Right. Right? Because now the league is just adjusted to offense. So when I see 41, it is a double dog dare to, to bang that over. Sure. Right? Because I think if you played it percentage-wise, it would hit. We saw it Sunday night with the Steelers and, and, and uh, with Seattle. That was 43, I mm-hmm. believe. And it got to the number. A push if you had it. If you maybe had it 42 and a half and you won that one. What do you make of that? Just knowing what you know offensively, does that lead to turnovers and shorter fields? Or do you think just close to the vest, coaches are going to just try to 
run the ball with whatever running backs they have and try to get out of here with a victory. Well, what type of game plan are you going to see offensively when you have a Denver Broncos team that does not have an identity offensively? Yeah. Are they a running team or are they a passing team? Are they somewhere in between right there? We know what the identity of the Cleveland Browns is. I mean, uh, they're going to stay close to that even without running backs. Right. But yet, uh, you still have Case Keenum with the ability to throw the football and understand Stefanski in this offense. Now, on the other side, I don't know if you've seen this, Dave, but Teddy Bridgewater's banged up. Yeah. It, there's some video out there of him uh, walking uh, with a limp. Uh, so I, they don't know if it's a bruised bone or an ankle situation, too. So factor that in. We could have Case Keenum, perhaps Drew Locke in this game. Oh, wow. Depending on what the developments will be today uh, with Teddy Bridgewater. So keep an eye on that. Well, that's interesting, too, because let's just say, theoretically, that Drew Locke does have to play in this game. Mm -hmm. There was a guy that took a lot of shots. Right. Like, Teddy Bridgewater was the safe option, right? You kind of know what you're going to get with Teddy Two Gloves. He's not going to, you don't think, make the big mistake. Mm -hmm. Drew Locke might try to get more shots down the field, which could be advantageous if you're an overplayer. But... He also is prone to the big turnover. Right. Right. And I think that's the same type of thing they were worried about with Case Keenum. Mm -hmm. Even though at that great year not too long ago in Minnesota, they still look at him as a guy that, yeah, you might get some bigger plays, but also you might get those turnovers. And I thought Baker and Teddy were the safer options for the head coaches. If they have to play both backups, to me, I kind of like the overthinking okay. that I'm going to get turnovers. Right. Like they're going to throw it up there for grabs. They're going to give you a shot to make some plays defensively and possibly flip those fields and get you those the shorter fields to get more points. Absolutely. That's a great point because turnovers will lead to opportunities that way for both teams. And, and Teddy Bridgewater, he's more cautious. And I think banged up to uh, a Teddy Bridgewater would be more conservative, not taking shots. Right. Uh, and then can Denver maintain possessions? They haven't been able to do that so far against uh, pretty good defenses. So, uh, it's it's a tough game to cap. It really is. Uh, the injury situation's uh, something I'm keeping an eye on for sure. But even if Teddy does go, he's not 100%. No. Uh, so what do you do if you were the Denver Broncos? Should you play Drew Locke? I, I think you should. Ooh. I think you should look at playing this guy on a short week, knowing that Case Keenum, their backup quarterback's on the other side as well. So you look at it, and, and if you're Vic Fangio here, you're looking at it and saying, okay, you see what Cleveland's doing. They're mm -hmm. taking literally the football out of Baker Mayfield's hands right. and saying, we're trying to look at 17 and not just week number seven, right? So we're, we're trying to think big picture here. Correct. If you know that Teddy is dinged up, then on the short week, why risk the further injury? And clearly, you wanted Teddy Bridgewater to be your starter because there was a quote-unquote competition this summer that he beat out <laughs> Drew Locke for. So you think the safer approach here on the short week is to play the backups? Yeah, I mean, that's another discussion, Dave, yeah. because of quarterback competition. This is why I hated it. Uh, you, the Broncos, they don't have an identity. They were so determined on solving or, or trying to figure out who's going to be their quarterback this year. They didn't create an identity in terms of what are we going to run each and every week? Mm. What do we feel great about, confident, most confident about within our offense? And they don't know. They're still searching. Uh, so, you know, Drew Locke angle, uh, it could be one. Uh, but then what are they going to become offensively after that? I, we know what Case Keenum's going to do yeah. with, with Stefanski. That offense is going to maintain the same level, structure. same structure, everything. Sure. So uh, in, in terms of the Broncos, they're still searching on this losing streak. Uh, it, it gets dicey after that. So Fangio does not trust Drew Locke. I know that for a fact. Uh, Shermer, the offensive coordinator, he's under fire too. He does not trust 
Drew Locke, they know Teddy Bridgewater. And if Teddy Bridgewater can walk, I think they're going to play that guy. All right, we're going to talk more about this game here in just a minute. But I do want to let you know, uh, everybody, who we have on the show today. Steve Mackinan is going to join us later on this hour. And he always has really in-depth analysis uh, from a gambler's perspective on trends that might benefit you uh, before you make that wager coming up. It's certainly uh, it just fascinating information that Steve always has. D-Rack, Derek Brackley is going to join us. So I get two Falcons on the show today, Derek, of course, played with the uh, the Falcons and with the Seattle Seahawks. Does great work for Westwood One now. And in the second hour, Lou Finacaro. We're going to talk a little NFL and Mike, maybe, well, not maybe. We're going to throw in okay. some UFC. I knew we were going to do that. We got to do that with <laughs> Lou because, again, I get chastised by the public when they're like, you have Lou on and you didn't talk more than two minutes of UFC. So we're going to give some ample time to Lou today to talk about the UFC, a great card coming up this week. Uh, and some really big cards coming up in the next couple weeks. But very quickly, mm-hmm. back to the point about the coaching staffs here. As we look ahead to Thursday night's game here, uh, it, before we take a quick break, Vic Fangio's got to be feeling some pressure. And I know Stefanski's coach of the year last right. year, so maybe he doesn't have as much. But when you're Fangio, you start off 3-0, and and now you're 3-3, and and you get trucked by the Raiders with all the turmoil they had coming into Mile High last week. How how much is that a reality? Do coaches, and I know, I wonder if players feel it, but certainly I got to think the coaching staff is feeling it. They're feeling it. I think the expectations are always lofty out there in Denver, uh, Broncos country. And, and so it's been so long. And since the Broncos have really been relevant, making the playoffs and making a Super Bowl run, it doesn't look good for Fangio because if they keep up this pace or, or these results, he's not going to return next year. Mm. Uh, I, I think he returned this year because they got a new GM. Uh, and the Broncos' financial situation, ownership situation, probably is not going to dictate a coaching change either. So he was going into the year under fire. Okay. And now, losing three in a row, it continues. Yeah, and again, you know, he, he got a little bit mad at John Harbaugh in that first loss <laughs> right. for running up the, the running stats. I, when I saw that, I thought, oh, here's a coach on edge. Oh, yeah. He's getting, taking this stuff a little bit personally. Uh, Mike's going to be great to have you here uh, for the next two hours. And when we come back, I'll ask you, You can only have one team to win the Super Bowl. We'll give you the odds. You tell me the winner. Come on back. It's the Lombardi line right here on Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. season is here. It's time to download BetMGM Sports. It's Nevada's premier sports betting app. BetMGM has all of your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much, much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open up an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Back alongside Mike Pritchard, I am Dave Ross. This is the Lombardi Line here on VEASAN. And Mike, our producer Matt Santos has laid out the rules for this next segment. Okay. So we're talking Super Bowl futures, but when we put the odds up, you only get one team from each side of the ledger. So no hedging on our <laughs> wagers as we make our predictions. So when we look at the left side, and obviously these are going to be your big favorites, right? The Buccaneers obviously is the defending champs are still the favorite. The Bills, okay. right there, despite having two losses, which does surprise me a little bit. But the third choice stuns me. When you look at the Chiefs as the third betting favorite with that defense, Mike, can you even possibly go there right now with that team? No, no, that's not a Super Bowl caliber defense at all with the Chiefs right now. And they got work to do to improve that defense. It's a get better league. Uh, I always say that uh, the Rams, uh, a more complete team, uh, certainly than the Chiefs right now. But it's the Patrick Mahomes factor. I get it. Right. Uh, everybody is enamored by that. But I think the league has caught Patrick Mahomes. Wow. I believe the book is out there on how to slow him down. So is that playing two safeties deep, making them take away Tyreek Hill over the top and keep everything underneath? Well, it's a a tendency thing with Patrick. I I think when you're an air raid quarterback out of college and you like to throw the ball down the field and you like to make plays out of the pocket, well, okay, we'll we'll let you do that. Uh, But then we'll take that away when you do feel comfortable doing that. So in other words, does he have the patience to check it down, uh, to matriculate the ball down the field? Does he have the patience to do that? And he never in his career at this point has done that because he's been an air raid guy. And so until he can demonstrate 
uh, the ability to be patient out there. I think people are going to play towards his tendencies. All right, so when we look back at that first side of the ledger here on the left side, mm-hmm. I think you and I both agree that that's just not good value for the Chiefs at <laughs> right. plus 750, right? So with the rules that have been assigned here, we're trying to find you value. I, I'm a little surprised that the Cardinals still the last team to be undefeated here at plus 900. I don't know if you look at that as value. Boy, and then you got Lamar Jackson playing in an MVP, MVP caliber. Mm-hmm. Dak Prescott the same in Dallas. And then, of course, that bad man in Green Bay. So if you can only have one on that side, which one to you presents the best value? Well, I mean, the best value uh... – or, or which one do I feel most confident yeah, okay. about in terms of sure. cashing the ticket? I mean, sure. obviously, Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, you're going to look there. It's plus 550, but uh, I like the Bills. I, I do. I, I love I, I love the continuity aspect, even though they're coming off a loss. I mm-hmm. get that. Uh, it was a tough spot for them. Um, but Josh Allen uh, is that type of quarterback to me. Uh, and to me, when it comes to winning Super Bowls, it's all about the quarterback. If yes. you think about the last 22 Super Bowls, uh, 18 of them, 18 of them had Super Bowl winning quarterbacks in which they were either trending towards the Hall of Fame or they were Hall of Famers. Wow. There was only four outliers, and that was Dilford, Johnson, Flacco, and Foles. Think about that. Out of 22 Super Bowls, only four outlier quarterbacks. Uh, so you have to have that type of player at the quarterback position uh, if you're talking about winning Super Bowls. I think Josh Allen is on par there. Uh, obviously, Tom Brady. Uh, Lamar Jackson is trending that way. He is. He really is. Uh, and so that makes it interesting. All these guys on that side, on the left side of this uh, list here, uh, have those qualities at quarterback that you're looking for in terms of which ones are trending towards the Hall of Fame or which ones are already there at Hall of Fame level. Well, I think you make a great point. If you look at every single team on the left side of that ledger mm-hmm. and you look at their quarterback, you can make a case for them for, the, for being the MVP right now through sure. six weeks of the season. You can make a case for it, right? Right. So when I look at the Cowboys at 10 to 1, and a little bit biased here because that's the team I root for. Okay. But when you look at the way that they've played offensively, okay, and I think defensively, and I love what Dan Quinn has done, and Trayvon Diggs right now is, I think, the, the, the short favorite to be the, the defensive player of the year. I don't know that that's something that you can really count on week in and week out. They're still giving up a lot of yards. They're kind of doing that bend-don't-break thing, and if you can get the turnovers, that negates a lot of the stuff you're giving up between right. the 20s, Right. But offensively, Mike, when I look at that offense, knowing that they're going to get Collins back as long as he doesn't try to bribe another official, the, the O-line's just going to get better. They've got not one but two tight ends. Right. They, when they get Michael Gallup back, Cedric Wilson's emergence, they're going to have four wide, wide outs. Mm-hmm. you got two running backs. I mean, it's like they have everything. It's a bountiful offense right now. It's like Thanksgiving feast here. And they can pick and choose what they want to do from a game plan perspective every single Sunday. So at 10 to 1, if the defense just holds up, they're going to be there in the end. Right. They, they will be. I, I believe so. Uh, like you said, they have all the ingredients. And then this quarterback has uh, broken through his ceiling. And now he's on another level. Right. Uh, certainly, uh, that's the case. But you're right. Uh, they can game plan and they can match up against anybody. And once the league becomes a matchup league, because right now you're seeing schemes still work. Mm. Uh, but it will be, come down to matchups. Who's got better players who can win? Because everybody's going to know what you're doing uh, at some point of the year off a of tape. 
so Dallas, they can match up against everybody. And, that, and that's another reason why I like the Bills as well. Yeah, I'm with you on that because the Bills can do that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Brian uh, Gable can, uh, Dable can figure out a way to scheme against whatever uh, defensive scheme you want to try to play. They don't run it as well for my liking right okay. now, Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Great. Right. Uh, and I think that was evidence a little bit on that fourth and one in Tennessee on Monday night. But I think it's something that you can work around because Josh Allen can be that X factor. Absolutely. They need to bring physicality to that offense. They, they're not physical at all. They're a finesse offense. And right. I agree with that. And you cannot have your quarterback being the leading rusher. Can I go back to the Cowboys for one second? Sure. A lot of people like you're staying away from the right side, though. What's I am staying on? away from the right side because I'm, I'm, <laughs> we're going to stay on this left side. Uh, I get this a lot. I get, well, Mike McCarthy, he's going to screw it up. Like, he'll figure So, when you put your Cowboys 10 to 1, when you lose, it's going to be because of the head coach. Mm-hmm. He's really, to me, he's becoming, I don't want to put him in the same vein as Jimmy Johnson, but Jimmy didn't really coach a unit, right? Kellen Moore's got the offense. Dan Quinn's got the defense. If I know that, Am I going to be okay playing that 10-to-1 Cowboys thinking that McCarthy can't screw it up that badly? Well, if his only uh, purpose on the sideline is to make sound coaching decisions and he's still making bad decisions, okay, what's going on there? Mm. I I think you're right about Quinn and certainly Moore on both sides coordinating offenses and, okay, McCarthy, you stay out of this. But if you're still mismanaging the game as a head coach when you have no duties on game day other than managing the game – uh, so I, I will have questions about that. No, it doesn't make me feel any better. <laughs> All right, let's go to the right side here, Mike, because uh, I, I, this is kind of getting into our long shot variety, mm-hmm. if you will, right. teams that we think that haven't turned the corner yet, but we think that they may. Now, I think there's one team that stands out of that bunch to me. I don't want to lead the witness here. Okay. But I feel like at 22 to 1, mm-hmm. sorry, Cleveland, not looking at you. I'm looking at right at Justin Herbert and, and Austin Eckler and what we think a defense that should be better. I was a little bit taken aback, though, on Sunday because Brandon Staley, who's the new flavor of the month, and, you know, everybody loves his sound bites, and he's the new chosen one. They right. were completely unprepared to play John Harbaugh they were. and company in Baltimore. So should I take a little bit of, um, I guess, a, a red flag warning that maybe they're not there yet, but at 22 to one, it feels like there's some value. There. There's some value. I think it's a get better league and I'm not going to overreact to what, um, Ren Staley is doing as the head coach, you know, going forward on his own 19 yard line. I got uh, a problem down. with that. Uh, well, yeah, because you know, the analytics, I keep hearing the analytics uh-huh. of everything. And so, uh, yeah, I get it. There's, there's room for analytics. I, I agree with that, but, uh, come on now. I mean, do you want to put your team uh, in a bad situation? Because on third down, what's the probability of making a first down on third down? With the same yardage. But then, what, is the probability going to change because it's fourth down? <laughs> but the analytics say you got to go for it on fourth down. But wait a minute. You went for it on third down, and you probably had a better chance or equal chance on third down to convert. But so there's times when you have to have the ability to play defense and flip the field. Yes. Uh, and the punt is the most important play. I was taught that early on. It's the most important play uh, in football. You could get a to, chance to flip, to the, flip field. the field. Absolutely. Yes. And give your chance for your defense to go out there uh, and get a stop as well. You're preaching to the choir on that because, again, I think head coaches now in the new brave world of the NFL that we live in mm-hmm. can hide behind analytics. Right. And they say, well, 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 that's what the book says. So, therefore, I am without reproach. Like, you can't question Brandon Staley today mm-hmm. because that's what the book says to do. And I'm there with you. Mike McCarthy did this in the first drive in New England right. from his own 39. After trying it on third and one, he runs a sneak with Dak and, and doesn't get it. And I'm going, what are you doing? Well, what the football? Right. It's the same thing, too, though, when it comes to two-point conversions. Like, how, how many plays do you think we have in a playbook for two-point conversions? It's right. not like we have 10 or right. even 7. I mean, there, there might be two or three play, plays in a playbook for two-point conversions. 
And I, again, I'm with you. Analytics has a role. It's here. It's not going away, and it shouldn't go away. But also coaches should also marry that right. with what's going on in, in the, the prospect of a, if you don't get it, what that potentially could do to the other team. Momentum-wise, that's mm-hmm. a hard thing to quantify. I understand that. But it feels like coaches right now get off the hook right. with the analytics. That's the way they get away with yeah, it. Yeah, they do. They, uh, they okay, uh, There is room for analytics. I, I, no doubt about that. But in terms of uh, you know understanding the flow of the game, uh, coaches, that takes that takes talent. It does. Absolutely. All right, I don't think we actually gave an answer on the right side, but I was, I was <laughs> still leaning. It. I was still leaning towards the Chargers. I like the Chargers. I do. Fair enough. That quarterback's trending that way. Okay. That Mike and I are in agreement. We're going to go with the Chargers at twenty-two to one. When we come back, Steve Mackin is going to join us right here in the Lombardi Line. Some very fascinating number post bye week NFL where you should wager. Come on back. It's Visa, the sports betting network. The NBA season might have already tipped off, but there is still time to grab your copy of the VEASAN Pro Basketball Betting Guide. It has strategies, predictions, and best bets to stay ahead of the odds makers. Our hoop experts, including Jonathan Von Tobel, provide strategy and advice as well as predictions for conference winners, win totals, playoff teams, and player awards. This digital guide is a must-have, so give yourself a betting edge this season and get your copy now for only $9.99 at VEASAN.com slash subscribe back here on the Lombardi line. I am Dave Ross alongside Mike Pritchard and Pritch. I always say each and every week doing this show, having Steve Mackinan on makes me a smarter guy and certainly a smarter, better. And of course does a great job as a point spread weekly editor uh, here at Vston. So let's bring Steve in because a couple weeks ago, Steve, you did something here where you kind of analyzed the bye weeks pre bye week. And now on the point spread weekly, you've got uh, a version for the post buy. What? How does that work to you? And how did you kind of map this out? Uh, yeah. Hey, Dave. Uh, Mike, great to be with you guys. Uh, good thing you bring up that pre buy because we had a nice hit on uh, Monday night. Uh, I know we we focused on this quite a bit a couple weeks ago, talking about uh, the overs with teams going into their bye week on Monday night games. Uh, we also had a situation where Buffalo was a big over team going into its bye week historically. Both those two things combined on Monday night for a nice win. We have a similar situation this week with the Falcons, actually. Oh, see, there we go, Mike. Yeah. So you find those those nooks and crannies here, Steve. So what do you see uh, with that Falcons game here as they go into their bye week? What, which trend are you looking for, the overplay? Well, no, actually, uh, number one system on this week's article talks about road favorites. Road favorites coming out of their bye weeks have been very good. 83 and 49 and two against the spread since 1999. Now, if you think about this, there is some good foundation to this and why they've been successful. Road favorites are typically good teams. They're rested. What better combination can you have than that? So we got that going with the Falcons, actually, and the Saints this week. And if you combine that with the fact that the Falcons are actually on a 12 and five straight up and 11 and six spread run in post bye week games, we have maybe a double hit, if you will. Steve, it really is fascinating because I went back on my own career and I played in the 90s, uh, and so we went. I went eight and two uh, off a of bye. I did not know that until after reading Point Spread <laughs> Weekly and reading what you wrote because uh, that's fascinating to me. And it, one of the things too, what I, I'm attracted to with Atlanta. Uh, is their ability to be more creative. And so you would think 
uh, with Pitts and a little bit extra time here. Uh, and that good feeling, too, as they go into the bye. They went into the bye with the win, and so now you emerge uh, looking for good things to happen with your season. Yeah, and yeah, that's actually a good point that you make there, Mike, is you should know probably better than anybody how mm-hmm. good it feels to get that rest at this time. You know, you've been working for a couple months here day to day, and you get that week off. It helps quite a bit. They're going to have Ridley back this week as well, so their offense should open up a little bit more than we saw in the London game. And uh, plus, they're going against a Miami team that uh, really is having trouble finding itself right now. Very quickly to that end, gentlemen, Mike, I want to expand on that point a little bit. As a player, when you had the two-by system, mm-hmm. uh, do you guys, like, because Mike's system here, our Steve's system here is pretty fascinating, that you can, players are looking ahead to those bye weeks. Are you guys charting those out internally, too, saying, all right, we know we have this bye week coming up, so kind of the coaches, they're really, that, that impetus is on that game Pre-bye Absolutely. I think as a player uh, going into the bye week, you understand that you're going to get that extra time. Uh, and so the effort's going to be there of going into the bye week, but then emerging from the bye week after you've had that extra time, recouping, getting into the weight room, getting your body to feel uh, as close as normal as possible. Because it, let's fr- frankly, I mean, your body's not feeling that great at this point. Right. Uh, so if you can get that good feeling again, obviously on game day, uh, you're going to have that emerge for you as a player. So uh, we loved the bye weeks. We we thought it was a nice break. Mm-hmm. Uh, some coaches had different philosophies, get away from here, but others certainly wanted you to come around the building as much as possible. Well, let's talk about Steve's second post-bye week system. That is play against the home underdogs coming out of their bye week. So, Steve, which teams have you identified that could fit this script? So the first one, uh, well, first of all, we want to kind of acknowledge that they're uh, – if you play against these home underdogs, it'd be 31 and nine straight up, 26, 13 and one against the spread over the last 21, 22 years or so. Now, again, we can look for some foundation in this. Maybe a bye week is not that good if you're a struggling team. You know, I mean, saying that you're coming back out of that and you might not have that warm, fuzzy feeling that Mike talks about because uh, you don't have the confidence. And how are you able to build your confidence sitting in a bye week? So the first thing, I, I wouldn't say this is maybe a team that might be struggling, but next week's Minnesota-Dallas game is going to be an interesting one. This one could possibly come up on that Dallas plane, obviously very well offensively. Minnesota seems to be maybe coming around itself offensively, mm-hmm. but there's a good chance Dallas is going to be a, a road favorite in that game. We have uh, I've picked out three other games uh, over the course of the rest of the season that are probably going to be home underdog teams coming out of their bye week. Yeah, I, I'm always looking at it too. When I look ahead to your third system here, uh, you know, I've been I've been called a square before that I like to play <laughs> overs. There's no secret in that, Steve. But when I see your trend here that you play the the the, the over uh, in games involving posted totals of less than 40 with teams coming out of their bye week, uh, explain that a little bit and some teams that might fit that equation. Uh, probably again, rested system. Uh, the, the total would be in 40. Unfortunately, we don't see many of these anymore with uh, with the offensive explosion we've ex- experienced in the NFL over the last handful of years or so. But uh, if you get happen to get any of these games where they're under uh, or totals of 40 or less and the team's coming out of bye week, typically these rested teams tend to maybe produce a little better than they had going into their bye weeks. Very quickly on that, because Mike and I were talking about that in the first segment of the show. When you look at the total on Thursday night, for instance, is a 41 total between Cleveland and Denver. You just don't see them that low, Steve, to your point. I always said that back in the day, showing my age, that the numbers, the key numbers then would be 37 and 47. Have we adjusted that scale, Steve? What would that adjusted number look like today in 2021 football? 
Well, if you think about it, in let's say six to eight years ago, you're looking at average scores in the 43 and a half to 44 range. That's actually up to about 47 nowadays. So if you want to move your scales up, if you want to go moving the goalposts three points, <laughs> I think that'd be fair enough. You know, Steve, that's fascinating because I think the league wants uh, and they promote more scoring. I mean, right. they, they know that the numbers suggest uh, certainly they're going to grow their audience that way. Uh, so as a better, I mean, that, that's something that you've already factored in. Yeah, yeah you have mm. to. I mean, uh, the, the game's definitely changed in regards to even the way they call penalties and such. Uh, they, they are promoting more scoring. Uh, they don't want their star players getting injured. That naturally leads to, to higher scoring potential. So a lot of, a lot of things going that way. Uh, I don't know how much we'll move because we're stuck in, in this type of 47 range for the last two or three seasons. So we may be fixated in a point here where we'll be able to rely on this uh, going forward for at least another few years, few seasons. A gentleman, I joined us, Scott Seidenberg, last night on The Look Ahead, and we were looking at the four double-digit favorites we have in the NFL this week. And we're like, well, which one's going to bite us? Steve, I look at your fourth system here that you want to play against double-digit favorites coming off their bye week, and you see some possibilities there. Yeah, this has been a pretty good one, too. 13-3 and three against the spread over the last seven seasons. Uh, I, I'm actually seeing five games over the rest of the season that could actually uh, fit into this uh, this double-digit scenario starting next week with Buffalo coming out of their bye week. So uh, some very good spots there. Uh, I, I would definitely encourage people to go to the article to get the rest of those four teams coming up. All right, and also let's get to your last one here, gentlemen, uh, before we have to go to break here. You want to play on teams coming off their bye week and facing the Chargers, specifically going up against the L.A. Chargers. Yeah, we talked about this two weeks ago with Denver. Denver was the team that uh, that pre-bye week teams want to load up against. Coming out of the bye week, the Chargers have really struggled. Actually, uh, they've lost 12 straight games against teams who are coming out of their bye week against the spread. So uh, there's one team this year, and this happens to be the Broncos this year uh, on November 28th. So uh, you might want to circle that one on your calendars, and uh, hopefully we uh, go to lucky 13 on that spread streak. See, Mike, do you see why yes. I feel smarter oh, after yeah, having absolutely. Steve on the show each and yes. every week? Because, again, I will do this, Steve. I will circle these games now that, again, like at first glance, I go, well, I can't back the, the Broncos right now against the Chargers. Mm -hmm. But when you do the math, as Steve has done, that's one that you might want to circle on the calendar. Steve, it's always fascinating. Again, always appreciate your time and certainly your information. We'll catch up with you again next week. That sounds great, guys. Talk to you then. All right. All right. So that's why, again, you know, mm -hmm. you, you look at some of these numbers, Mike, and you go, well, how, how in the wild, wild world of sports can I back these certain sides? But I do find it fascinating, especially the one with the double-digit teams that are favored. Right. Coming off their bye week, you want to play against them. According to the system in the model, it's going to hit at a whopping percentage. And it's right there for you because Steve does a great job with every single team uh, pointing out and giving you the information. Just, just scrolling through all the teams. Uh, with this information that we just talked about, it's incredible the work that this man has put together, but it's, it's profitable. Over it's profitable, though, right? Absolutely. So, again, you're not going to hit on every one, people. Mm -hmm. But, again, if you follow this, this, the system that Steve has outlaid here, uh, certainly for the, the pre-buy week and now the post-buy week coming right. out of it, you will cash more tickets than not. All right. We got much more to get to. Again, second hour, uh, we're going to have Wu Finicaro. And Derek Rackley is going to join us as well, another former Dirty Bird. Come on back. It's the Lombardi Line right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah I, yeah because you gotta think Love he's it. gonna guard he don't care about guarding he's gonna guard he's gonna exactly. guard like you see him in the olympics he's gonna guard and then on I'm top of that like that see that Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get your payout before the game's out with BetMGM. Place a money line wager on any Thursday night football game, and if your team is up by 10 or more points at halftime, you win. That's a full payout for only half the game, no matter what happens the rest of the way. Simply go to BetMGM account and opt in each week to the Thursday night halftime payout promotion. Want to keep things rolling? We'll try BetMGM's extensive live betting options in the third quarter. Or use your winnings to place a one-game parlay on Sunday. New to BetMGM, we'll download the app and see how you can turn halftime into cash time. Make a money line bet on Thursday night, and if your team is up by 10 or more, you'll win at the half. Only at BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, opt-in required. Eligibility restrictions do apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. Alongside Mike Pritchard, I am Dave Ross. This is the Lombardi Line right here on VEASAN. And Mike, I alluded to that I was on with Scott Seidenberg last night on the look ahead. You should watch weeknights right here on VEASAN. Shameless plug. But Scott was looking at these four double-digit favorites this week. And he's like, all right, I'm going to money line parlay these four big favorites. And I thought, well, that sounds like the right thing to do. 
but it always feels like somebody's going to bite you, right, and potentially uh, get that upset. Now, if you're not too worried about the upset, playing the away teams here and taking those points has been advantageous from an ATS perspective because if you look at the numbers here, and we've got four double-digit dogs this weekend that we'll get to in a moment, but look at this, 54 and 40, so almost 58% here, that if you're going to bet the away teams and taking those points, you're going to be doing okay. Conversely, you look at the favorites, not so much. So when we look at this graphic, before we look at the lines this week, Keep that in mind before you place your wager on Sunday. And we have some huge dogs yes. this weekend. And maybe the biggest dog of all, the Texans right now, <laughs> they look like a laughable football team last week against Indianapolis. They're getting 17, I say 17, against the undefeated Cardinals. Look at the Lions and the fighting, biting kneecaps of Dan Campbell. They haven't been doing a whole lot of biting so far this year getting 15 and a hook against the Rams. And then the Bears right now going down to take on the Super Bowl champs, getting 12 and a half. So there is danger lurking. I just don't know where it's lurking. Right. So again, the numbers would dictate that if you played the double-digit dogs on the road, as these three are, you're going to cash that ticket about 58% of the time. Which way might you lean and support a big dog on Sunday? Well, I went with the numbers uh, earlier on. Uh, I did take the Texans uh, when they were catching 17 points against Buffalo. Did not work out. No. (laughs) Did not work out. But I I did want to know what that felt like, uh, to have a big, big underdog like that. And and I knew the Texans, the wheels have fallen off that thing. Uh, And I understood that. But, okay, 17 points in the National Football League is still 17 points. Absolutely. uh, I'm thinking there could be a chance of covering that number there uh, for the Texans. So that's intriguing against the Cardinals. Uh, You know, the Cardinals, fantastic, surprising everybody this year. Uh, But the fact that I got stung uh, with the Texans earlier on this year, Mm. I'm kind of avoiding them right now. (laughs) Uh, The Lions on this list, too, uh, you look at the fact that Jared Goff's going to be playing up against McVay and, and the Rams and the Lions don't look that great offensively, although they're getting healthier. Uh, another big number, uh, 15 and a half right there. And then the Rams, uh, this is a team that I'm curious about in terms of covering that number, right? Are they that good to cover that one? Uh, even though you have the aspect of golf never having a win outside of being with Sean McVay. How about that? As a starting quarterback. So that's incredible to me. Uh, but then I looked at the Bears and, okay, 12 and a half, uh, it seems a little tighter, but is is that fitting in a way that I'm thinking? Because what the Bears do well is they run the football, but then what the Bucks do well is they stop the run. That's right. Uh, and then I've also seen quarterbacks when they play Tom Brady melt. Mm. And I, I think Justin Fields has a bright future, but it's that matchup that you cannot guard against as a player. I'm matched up against Tom Brady, even though it's my team against their team. Uh, I got to do something extraordinary to beat Tom Brady, and that uh, can be a detriment at times. So I, I'm more attracted to the 12-and-a-half right there, uh, the fact that I think the t- Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, is one of those teams um, that would would put up that resistance, but then maybe the Bears can find a way there. For a backdoor cover, potentially. Yeah. Because I'm with you. I don't, I don't see paths to victory for any of these three big dogs mm-hmm. on the road this week. So Scott Steinberg's money line plays might be the best option. If you really want to get <laughs> super safe 
and figure that at least these teams will at least win the football game. I'm with you, though, on the Texans a little bit here. Okay. And I know it's a hold-your-nose spot if you watch them play. And I took them last week, but I took them in a tease against Indiana. Never, never had a shot, even with the extra touchdown. Mm-mm. Didn't have a shot here. So I look at them and I go, remember just a couple weeks ago against New England? They should have won that football mm-hmm. game, which is almost, you can't even believe it after watching New England and Dallas play in that classic a week ago. But that's how, and you know this better than most, how week to week this league can be. Right. So right now, you know, if Davis Mills showed some promise a couple weeks ago and then took a big step back against Indianapolis, against the Cardinals here, this has got to be the most inflated line that you'll see with the Cardinals. Undefeated, mm-hmm. at home, huge win at the on the road in Cleveland, right? Texans coming in dead, absolutely football dead. You're never going to get a better number than this from that standpoint. So if I had to back a road team, not money on, and actually hold my nose and take the points, I think I might take that 17 okay. with the Texans and hope by hook or by crook they can keep this thing close in the fourth quarter. Well, it makes sense. I mean, the only reason why I'm not is because I got stung by that yeah. earlier. And so I, maybe I should forget about that. It's hard, though. <laughs> right? It when is you hard. get burned like that. Sure, sure. Uh, you know, and then the Cardinals, too. I mean, think about them at home. They've been playing fantastic football on the road. Uh, at home, uh, the Vikings should have had them. Uh, should have had them uh, for sure. And so uh, the 49ers, that was a tough game, even though that was in a division. Yeah. Uh, and Tyrod Taylor, uh, is there a chance for him to play? Uh, keep an eye on uh, that. That would change a lot of things. Absolutely, I feel, I feel change. a lot better about my mm-hmm. 17. Let's take a walk down Narrative Street here with the Lions and the Rams. Because yeah. you mentioned Jared Goff not having a win uh, outside of being coached by Sean McVay, which is a rather astounding statistic here. Uh, because, again, his rookie year with Jeff Fisher – uh, it's banged up the whole bit. So, again, only Sean McVay has been able to lead Jared Goff to the water to drink, if you're the horse analogy here. So, who wants it more this week? Is it Sean McVay to really stick it to Jared Goff and show you why Matty Stafford was being wasted in Detroit? Or, conversely, Goff, if you've got some professional pride, you were the number one pick in the draft, and Jeff Fisher did draft you as the number one pick coming out of Cal. I mean, I, I kind of look at it two ways here. Mm-hmm. So I know some Rams fans that are in our industry that go, watch out, McVay's going to lay a number on these guys to really prove a point. Do you take that walk down Narrative Street at all? Uh, kind of. I, I think there's familiarity uh, in both buildings, whether it's the Lions or the Rams. I mean, you got the GM now with the Lions, used to be with the Rams. Right. And, uh, so you had this trade thing that happened because you had relationships. When you can send a quarterback to the Lions and – uh, in a trade like that, and okay, we'll take your quarterback. I mean, wow, how, who else does that, right? You don't see that. <laughs> so, could there be some courtesy in this game? Oh, professionalism in this oh. game? Is that what you're suggesting? Well, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just wondering, like, would McVeigh try sure. at the end mm. of a game that they're up by 14? Right. Would ha- you know to stick it to the guys? I, I don't know. I don't know about that one. I do know the other side of it, where coaches want to stick it against their former team for specific reasons. Okay. Uh, Adam Gase versus the Broncos, for instance. Sure. Um, uh, there's, a, there's a lot more. I'm sure McCarthy against the Packers. Right. If you ever got the shot. Right. There's, to, right. There's a lot more of those chances or opportunities, I think. So uh, this is a professional courtesy uh, game. Uh, and I don't know how to cap that one in terms of, will the Lions cover here. But uh, golf is not playing great football. He's not selling in the pocket. He's dropping it. Uh, he's not reading the defenses. I mean, I think everything around him is chaotic, uh, and the Rams are going to continue that for him. Uh, but then on the other side, will will McVay 
fall off the dogs. Yeah, pump the brakes a little bit. Okay, very quickly to that end, because Dan Campbell came out, and I think he got criticized for criticizing Jared Goff, okay. suggesting that potentially it might be time for him to watch, mm-hmm. right? Does that bother you as a player? Because to me, I, I know doing it through the media might be the bigger problem here instead of I, I'm, I'm assuming he's doing it behind closed doors as yeah. well. But he's got a point. Jared Goff, you're the number one pick of the draft. You have to play better. They traded for you. They took your contract. Sure. They took the bad contract that the Rams gave you, and they said, we still believe in you. At some point, is tough love okay? It would bother a quarterback because a quarterback thinks that they're the alpha male. So if you are not empowering that quarterback, the quarterback's going to get offended by that. It's a thin line, Dave, mm. between confidence and lack thereof. And uh, if you're a coach and you're taking away the confidence of a player that's struggling, you're not helping that player. Can you do it through the media like he did, or is that something that has to stay behind closed doors? I think doors? it has to stay internal. I mean, going out to the media, uh, that, that's really a cop-out. I, I think a lot of players would look at it that way. And, I, I, again, I remember when Antonio Brown did the Facebook Live with Mike Tomlin, and I was like, man, I loved everything Tomlin said. It wasn't PC, mm-hmm. but that's why it stays inside. Right. And you don't let it out, Antonio Brown. But I digress. When we come back, speaking of uh, relationships, a good one with Derek Rackley. He's going to join us at the top of the hour. Former Falcon right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.